Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. It is so good to be with you. Tell me, has anybody in the last five years, has anybody told you that you are, that you are the best looking church on the face of the planet? Come on. Turn the person beside you and say, you are hot. (laughs) I I have so missed you guys. Um, And the cool thing coming back this time is that like there is a whole bunch more of you that we get to meet and get to know and uh, get to call friends um, and to be family with. Uh, and that is something that we so love about the heart of this church is that we are family. Uh, and for Ruth and I, when we come back here, it is like coming home and it always will be. There's something that God's shown me. It, we will always be at home when we come here because we are with family. Uh, there's a couple of, couple of things I want to do today. Uh, God said to me uh, over the last couple of days after I'd put all this work into a message, he said, Chris, if you leave your notes at home today, I will do something spectacular. <laughs> I went, yeah, great. <laughs> could, could you do something spectacular and I have a crutch with me as well that I can go back to if it all goes to custard? Um, I've got a feeling that the two services today are going to be quite different. And just picking up on some stuff uh, that I've already just been hearing in this place this morning, um, and God started speaking to me as I was walking down here today, I just want to hone in on some of that stuff. But before I do that, I'm not going to say a whole lot, well actually I think I will say a bit more than I was going to about our time with Math in Arnhem Land. But tonight we are doing dessert and uh, we're doing a feedback session tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, and we're going to have the whole family involved. And uh, Maddie is really keen to, for you to come along because he's going to get his ukulele out and he's going to sing Kumbaya. Uh, so um, <laughs> he's, he's, uh, yeah, he, he's really looking forward to being the homeschool Christian missionary family band. So, uh, yeah, but you'll hear from the whole, the whole family. Uh, it'll be a great time. And then we have deliberately created that space at the end for dessert so that we can talk a little bit more and you can ask a few questions. Um, the other thing that I just want to put out there to you is that for Ruth and I, there are a whole bunch of you that we don't know well, and we'd love to get to know you because we uh, intend on still being a part of this family. Uh, and so if you want to um, have us over for dinner... Uh, we're really happy to do that, okay? Okay, we're, we're really open to that. 022-083-2349. Yeah, can, can we put that up there? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and I can send you the menu that we... No. No, it, it's actually very genuine. We would love to catch up with you. We've got a couple of months here, and we want to 
uh, invest into this house. We want to bless this house. If you want us to come around and pray for breakthrough in something, especially in the area of giving and living by faith, then we would love to do that. Uh, and uh, Or talking about family, or if you, uh, you've got challenges with children, or whatever it may be, we just really want to open ourselves up to do that. Um, or just to sit and have a good yarn about life. Um, so yeah, that's just a, an offer for, uh, from us. Uh, for you guys. I feel like I need to give you an explanation about what is happening um, as a church because you have followed us so faithfully over the last four, really five years since we handed over to Glenn and Debbie and I went off and uh, uh, flight trained and became a commercial pilot and uh, then went off to work with MAF in Arnhem Land where I spent the first year flying and then God said, actually, I want your leadership gifts and I want your talents to be used in this area. So I stepped into being the general manager up there and uh, just, I don't know what God was thinking. Uh, takes this wee Kiwi lad and says, well, you can look after 11 aircraft and 40 staff and I'm just like going, okay, let's do this. Uh, and it was an incredible time and God just uh, had us there for a season and then uh, I came back here in February last year. Some of you may remember that. It was literally a flying visit. I brought a friend uh, through New Zealand. We, we flew around a little bit and I disappeared very quickly. We were here for one Sunday. But at the end of that time, I had one night left. And I was in Auckland, nearly gone home. And I thought, I'm going to go and spend some time with God, seek God. And so I drove north to the Whangarei area where there was a Department of Conservation camp where I knew I could sleep in the car. And, uh, you know, I just love a bit of adventure. Uh, and so I did that. And I'm walking up and down Ruakaka Beach. And God said to me about two hours into it, I turn, I'm looking at Whangarei. And God says, I'm going to move you here. Your next assignment is in Whangarei. I'm like, what? I had, at that point, no intention of finishing up with math. Uh, I was on a, on a track. We, we were going through some stuff, but I was on a track. But God just spoke to me so clearly about it. And then that night, I went into town. It was about half an hour away, drove into the city down to the beautiful basin they've got down there. Uh, and uh, there's some lovely restaurants down there. I had a look at those. But it was my last night in New Zealand. I wanted fish and chips. Because I tell you what, Australia, how many Australians here? You guys don't know how to make fish and chips. <laughs> like we love you. We love you. But fish and chips, it's not your specialty. Uh, and, um, and so I, I thought, every New Zealand city has a fish and chip shop on every second corner. So I walked around and around and around. The I could not find a fish and chip shop. And then God spoke to me and he said, I want you to go back down to one of those restaurants and I want you to have a really nice meal. And I'm like, sweet, <laughs> okay. So I walked down to this restaurant. I'm about to cross the road to the waterfront. I have, hear this voice calling out to me. And across on the other side of the road is the first person that ever prophesied over me in my life when I was 16 years old. There's also the same person that provided the introduction for me into math. And they say, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing here? Because you live in the South Island on the West Coast. And so I walked across the road and I had a chat with them very briefly. They were there for their son's wedding. And they said, uh, isn't it amazing when you know that you're just in the right place that God wants you? And I'm like, yeah, true. I go, and that was it. 
I go, I have this meal. It was the most amazing piece of salmon I have had in my life. And uh, if you're a wine drinker, the wine was amazingly paired with it. Absolutely stunning. And, uh, and God just uh, started to speak to me about Whangarei. So I go home and I say to Ruth, Ruth, I think we're going to move to Whangarei. And Ruth says, do you know what? Eight years ago was about seven years ago then when we passed through there. We stayed in the visitor's center car park. She said, God spoke to me. Um, and, uh, and sorry, she didn't say God spoke to me. Let's get the story right. Don't embellish it. Come on. Let's just let God be God. Uh, she said, I had the sense that I could live here. I never had that sense about anywhere else. Had the sense that I could live there. I said, oh, that's interesting because Ruth listens to, well, Ruth hears from God a whole lot better than I do, I'm sure. How many, how many people can relate to that? that your spouse listens, they, they have this in tune with God. Um, and so we we're okay. So we got the girls and we said, we think we're going to be moving back to New Zealand, which they were just devastated about. <laughs> but they just love living amongst the red dirt and gum trees. I said, well, yeah, it's going to be tough. There's going to be snow-capped mountains. Actually, there's going to be hills. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said, get a map. Get a map, and you work out where we are going to live. I said nothing to them. The two girls who've got a bit of a prophetic edge, Chloe and Kayla, they look at the map, and uh, they spend probably about five minutes just at the dinner table, and uh, then Chloe just points to Whangarei, and Kayla uh, in her beautiful way, just goes, yes, that place, Fangawing, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to learn more of the Māori language. <laughs> I'm like, okay. God so arrested our attention. Uh, and little did we know what was about to come. Uh, and God very clearly showed us that. That's in February of last year because the next 12 months we were going to hang on for our dear life. <laughs> and, uh, and we knew that there was a time and a season that God wanted us to take things through, but he'd also given us, uh, could I say, a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, there were times in this last 12 months where I would say to God, God, what on earth are you doing? Why have you got me here? And God said, Chris, I needed someone who would not give up. I needed someone to push something through uh, that would not give up. You know, uh, about this time, uh, two years ago, we had just released a number of pilots out of our program up into South Sudan. South Sudan, there were about 2 million people in, pro in poverty up there. We needed to get pilots up there so that they could fly the goods in for the likes of Tear Fund and these other NGOs and, uh, and help these impoverished people out. So we had let these people go. Um, and there were some others that were en route to go as well. On the 22nd of April the Australian government cancelled all incoming visas. Cancelled them. And um, I, I was out in Darwin at the time. I had about eight people, eight families that were supposed to come into our program. We are short of pilots. We are short of engineers. We are short of admin staff. We are, we're short of everything. We've got some planes, though. Nice planes. We had really good planes. But we needed pilots 
to fly the planes, and we needed people to take uh, the phone calls for the people that needed the planes to go and pick them up. Nice planes, though. <laughs> Very nice planes. And, uh, and so we had to lead the program through that. Plus, we've got a whole program who are hurting because they've said so many goodbyes to their, uh, to their friends. We saw 40 people go through in our four years, 40 families come and go. Uh, man, I tell you what, what that, you, you, until you've experienced that, um, it's really hard to describe. So we had a lot of hurting people. We had these other people that weren't coming who were also getting hurt in the whole process because many of them had done exactly what Ruth and I had done and sold up, uh, got their licenses or uh, studied or whatever it may be, and they were coming to be a part of this. Uh, and so I'm, I, I, I had this beach. I had this beach, and I would get out onto that beach, and I would just walk up and down this beach, and I would just pray, and I just declare God's promises. I keep believing, and we had, uh, you know, we're surrounded by people that are hurting, and when people are hurting, people can hurt as well. Um, and so we're taking a few hits and a few blows. Oh my goodness! Uh, some of the things that were said in my office, I'm like, Jesus, is this person even a Christian? Um, and how, how many of you know that if you hear a lie told often enough, it can actually start to needle into you? Man, the enemy loves to needle lies into us. Uh, and so we, I, I walked up and down this beach, uh, and we were working with uh, how do we run the program. We're also working how do we look after these other people who can no longer come, uh, and they're getting relocated to other programs, and what does our program look like? And in the midst of this, we had young people who were jumping all over our aircraft, and they were stealing fuel out of our aircraft. And then it was discovered that the high lead in the uh, fuel from the aircraft was leading to brain damage for children. I'm going, man, we're a mission organization. We're here to help people and love people, and people are ending up brain damaged by uh, the fuel out of our aircraft. Um, some other, and we worked with some other operators up there. Well, sorry, we didn't work, but there were other operators up there that their solution to stop the kids jumping on the planes was to put a jerry can of fuel out by the plane so that they just take the jerry can of fuel. Uh, and so this, was, this, uh, this became a national health crisis, and we're right in the midst of it. Uh, and so we were working with the government departments and the health professionals, the most senior health professionals up there in the Northern Territory. Uh, this is all uh, going on, and, and fortunately out of that, they came to recognise actually the incredible work that MAF was doing up there. Um, and we just continued to work with them um, and saw some amazing solutions to the issues up there. And then it broke. Three, four months later, the Australian government, 12 o'clock, one day, middle of the day, reversed their decision and allow all these people to come back in. Absolutely phenomenal. I tell you what, I believe that it was the absolute power of prayer that shifted that situation. The power of prayer that shifted uh, that situation. So I'm thinking this morning about those people who uh, have just had their visa, have just had their visa declined. Um, and uh, there's some issues with that. And I know Glenn's already prayed into this. But uh, Proverbs says that the spirit of prophecy um, is the something or other to make it happen again. How does that go? So, 
Revelation, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Okay, so when we talk about the testimony of Jesus, it releases the same power for it to happen again. When we talk about the resurrection power of Jesus, it allows resurrection power to happen again. I get a sense in this morning that God wants to bring revelation. He wants to bring a spirit of prophecy into this place. And He wants to call some things to life that the devil thinks he's got his foot on. So I want to, Kim, Kim, will you just humor me? Will you just work with me this morning? Because it's the power of us coming together that does something remarkable. I want us to stand, I want us to pray for uh, that visa situation uh, right now. This is part of, this is, I don't know them, but they're a part of my family. They're a part of my family. And I don't take kindly to the devil messing with my family. Okay, so let's pray. If, if, if they believe that they are supposed to be here, then I tell you what, it's his planet. And they can be anywhere that they want to be if God has told them to be. Father, we thank you for this family. We just come into agreement right now. We thank you for the power of agreement, Lord. Father, I thank you for just faith being released in this place right now. I thank you for the kingdom, the kingdom coming in this place right now. Father, we thank you for these guys. We take authority over all the enemy's power. We crush them under our heel. We put them right back where he's supposed to be. And we declare Jesus Christ is Lord, that it is Jesus is Christ's planet, that he is the one who is bringing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And we pray for a breakthrough for them right now. Oh, yeah. Come on. Do you feel it? Let's push it. Let's push it. Let's push it. Come on. Ha, 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 ha. Ha. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. Greater, 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 greater. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Woo. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Let it be. Let it be. We're going to say this. Uh, we're going to say this together um, because there's such power in it. We're just going to say, we're just going to say, Amen. Okay. On the count of three, one, two, three. Amen. amen. Let it be. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great, grab a seat. Um, the other thing that um, I'm just picking up on in the service this morning is that there are a number of you who are looking for a breakthrough. Uh, there's even some of you here who are in church who haven't been here for a while. You don't know, you're not 100% sure, but you were just, you had to come to this place this morning. Uh, and that is because God wants to speak right to your heart. I want to share with you something. I, I'm missing out a whole bunch of stuff here, but I want to share something with you. That God thinks that you and I are wonderful. He, he, he's actually pretty impressed with you and I. Come on now, some of you are going, what? God thinks that you and I are wonderful. Psalm 139, what an incredible passage of Scripture that is there where David captures that he was knitted together in his mother's womb, that there was a master craftsman who worked on him, and that that master craftsman saw him before the earth saw him. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus knew us before the foundations of the earth were set. 
He had you in mind. He created, and sorry, I'm just, I'm just getting off a stage. This is just a stage I'm getting over. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Okay. He knew you and I before the foundations of the earth were set. I've just been traveling around New Zealand for the last four, five weeks, just allowing New Zealand to replenish me, allowing God's creation uh, to replenish me. How, how would you describe New Zealand? Give me some words for New Zealand. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, keep, come on, come on, come on, come on, let it go, let it go. House. Yeah, variety in creation. Yeah. Yeah, blessed. Yeah. It's spectacular. I tell you what, you, you live amongst red dirt and gum trees for four years, and then you come back to New Zealand, and it's like, whoa, how amazing is this? But you know that familiarity can breed contempt. We can lose sight of actually the wonder and the spectacularness of what is right there with us. I love reading the account of creation. I I just love it because we see the intent of God there. A creation when he creates this beautiful garden and it's a place where Adam and Eve will encounter God. it's, It's spectacular. I think New Zealand is pretty awesome. I'm like, how good was Eden before sin entered the world? How good was Eden? But you know, the enemy walks in to that spectacular place. And do you know what he does? He gets the eyes of Adam and Eve off all that they had onto one tree. The one thing they didn't have. And he got them so focused on that. Two tactics of the enemy. Bring doubt about what God says and get our eyes off what we do have and onto what we don't have. You know, that when... Creation is just the setting for the jewel that God had in mind. It talks in the account of creation there, uh, or about where uh, Eden was, it talks about there being gold and onyx in that region. I'm like, oh, that's so random. Why, why, did, you, why did you bring the focus onto gold and onyx? And this week, I just felt a Holy Spirit saying to me, because when you set a ring, the gold is awesome but it's the jewel that everyone's interested in. When Ruth and I got engaged, people didn't come up and go, whoa, that's a beautiful white gold band. Look at that. No, they looked at the ring. They looked at the jewel that was in the ring. You and I are the jewel that is in the ring. Now, to me, yeah, well, you know, God is great and we can't, you know, we just got to remember God is great and we just came from dirt. I'm sorry, but that's like looking at the Grand Canyon and saying, oh, it's just a bit of erosion. (laughs) In the last few years, uh, I have worked with some big people, some big people. Um, I've got this mentor in Sweden. I'm like, how on earth? You're just a big person. Uh, over the course of my life, I've worked with some big people. And do you know what I've found? Is that they don't sit there and go, oh, I'm just a bit of dirt. No. They be all that they have been created to be. 
they stand in the fullness of who they are. And, uh, and that's what I've loved about seeing Glenn and Deb over the last few years. Uh, every time I come back, these guys rise more and more into the fullness of who they are. I, I said to Debbie uh, last, well, a couple of weeks ago, I think the first service she, uh, she led, and I said, Debbie, you look so good up there on stage this morning. Man, you just, you just had the confidence. You just knew who you were. And God, I, could just, I just saw her. I was like, yes, come on. There's nothing that excites me more than people being who they are in Christ. Being who they are in Christ. And that's something that, uh, you know, if I look at the course of my life, a large chunk of what God has been doing is getting me to believe in who he's created me to be. And every time I get another bit more of that, something spectacular happens for the kingdom. There's some of you in this place that God is calling to rise into a new place and into a new level. I can so feel this. This place. There's explosion on this place. There's explosion on this place. Because as we rise into all that we are created to be, it allows other people to rise into all that they are created to be. But you know what the enemy's going to do is he's going to walk in and he is going to get our eyes on what we don't have. It's, a, it's his tactic. We so easily say about New Zealand, it's spectacular, it's impressive, it's wonderful, it's wonderful. It's a, yeah, it's a new word. <laughs> it's about bulls up in the North Island here, it's wonderful. Yeah. We, so get our, we, we can so easily lose, say those things, but can you look at the person beside you and say that person is a masterpiece? They are actually the jewel. They are spectacular. They are awesome. In your marriages, can you look at the person beside you and can you see the wonder? Can you see the wonder? Or is the enemy constantly getting you down the track of all the things that, those, that, that your partner is not? If you're in business with something, is the enemy getting your focus onto the things that you are not or that your business partner or your staff are not? I love strength-based psychology. Marcus Buckingham, uh, if, if you don't follow him, if you're on LinkedIn, follow him. Some great stuff. If you've looked at Strength Finder, it's great stuff because it gets you focusing on what are the things that you are good at. And you know that when you focus on the things that you are good at and the things that God has inherently placed within you, those things that are not so strong actually automatically come up. It's amazing. It, within the fivefold ministry, it is known that if you work with pastor, evangelist, preacher, teacher, all those fivefold things, uh, that say if you are an evangelist and you work closely with a pastor, the evangelist's strengths come up in pastoring, and the pastor's strengths come up in evangelism. Amazing, eh? Amazing, eh? But what does the devil do? He walks into the garden. He wants to get our focus on to what we don't have. I look across this place. I look across this place this morning, and, uh, and all I can see is wonder. Phenomenal people. Tracy George. What a wonder. What an absolute treasure amongst our midst. Shining, being all that she's called to be. Planning weddings. Making things look beautiful. 
matchmaking after. <laughs> you did a very good job with a, a very good friend here. But as Tracy George is all that she is called to be, we are all blessed. So doesn't it make sense for us to encourage Tracy George in her gifts and in her talents and in her strengths and in her weakness and her strengths? Yeah. Doesn't that make sense? Glenn Debbie Fraser. I've I, I, I raved about them already. But these guys just keep going from strength to strength. I, I talk to these guys on Skype as, as regularly as our busy schedules would allow. Uh, which turned in about uh, probably every two or three months where we could get ourselves to link up. Uh, but we were always talking about you guys. We're always talking about what's happening in the church. Such a focus and such a heart on this church. Giving up everything. Giving up everything to serve this church. What a wonder. What a wonder. Lynn and Peter Frew. I mean, Glenn, Glenn raved about them the other week. Lynn, I, 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 I swear that you have got younger in the last five years. <laughs> Serious. And, and Pete, you don't look a day over 62. In fact, you don't even look that. But what an anchor. What an incredible teaching gift in our place. What an incredible spirit of generosity that is within this place. Debbie Lambert. Every time I see Debbie Lambert, I'm like, what a smile. What an encourager. Just stunning. Like, it's like you are her best friend. Yeah, have you found that? You used to work at the library? It's like getting a book out has never been such a pleasurable experience. What a wonder. What a wonder. This is what God showed me for you as a church. I'm up in Whangarei. I'm trying to get a handle on what God is doing for us. I'm in this church that I'm pretty sure God is saying, I want you to come and be a part of this church. I'm like, okay, God, what does this look like? And all God can do is keep talking about you guys. I'm just like, that's great. I love them. He loves you guys so much, and he so wants to bring this word to you, is to get your focus on. Get your focus on who you are. Get your focus on what you do have. And don't allow the enemy to come in and distract. Yeah, that, that, that may look pleasing. Yeah, that may provide a, a time of temporary uh, satisfaction where you bring somebody down or whatever. Get your eyes off that stuff because it's only ever temporal. The wonders in this place are eternal. Are eternal. As I'm here a couple of weeks ago, God showed me, uh, uh, like an open vision, there's a rugby scrum that is forming across this way. And I saw uh, like your your pastors, your leaders uh, just coming in there. And then I saw another bunch of people just coming in and locking behind them. And then another bunch coming in and locking behind them. And how, you've watched the All Blacks put a scrum down, eh? We were talking about an All Black scrum here, not an Australian scrum. Okay, was... (laughs) Sorry, Ozzy, I love you. I do. I served your country for four years. <laughs> That's how much I love you. They're putting a scrum down. You know when you see a scrum goes down, go down, you can't see any space between them. 
They are just, they are locked in. They've got their arms around each other and the power of that scrum coming together. And you know what? They're not sitting in behind each other going, yeah, you're going to fall over. You're going to collapse. You're not going to get the ball. No, they are encouraging and they are grunting and they are groaning and they're making all those amazing guy noises. Or if it's a rugby team, a woman rugby team there, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> someone tell me later. <laughs> but they pack down and they're together. And they're together, but they're going to push this thing through. And then God just showed me this rugby scrum shift. 90 degrees. Just shifts, 90 degrees. And then it just drives out, drives out. Really interesting that you're doing this um, uh, uh, series on families. Because I think what God wants to do is just strengthen every part of family. Every part of family, because he, is, he wants to drive something through. It was interesting that it was pushing on that wall. Just interesting. Just interesting. He wants to drive something through. One, one last thing I uh, just felt God wants to, um, me to share with you. Sorry, bear with me for one minute or five. Uh, and then I'll wrap up. There was a time uh, about August last year where... I, we had just been driving against some stuff, and uh, I was I was pretty worn down, uh, and we had two weeks, two weeks to um, have a break in Darwin. As we're driving out to Darwin, Kayla gets really sick, um, and she yeah she's just not not well, uh, and t- towards the end of that week. Uh, the hospital, the doctors wanted her in hospital. Um, and we knew that that was going to be the end of our, our holiday. Um, we we're just going to have to make the most of it uh, because the second week should be in hospital. Ruth wanted to go to a church service of, uh, of a great church out there in Darwin called Glory City Church. It was on the Friday night. And I... Just there was something indignant about me that the hospital team was saying we need her in on Friday. There's something indignant in me. I said, No, we've got to go to that service on Friday night. And so we went to that service on the Friday night. And I walk into this place and there's beautiful presence of God there. And then they did the thing that if you are a new person to church, you absolutely hate. (laughs) They said, We want you to get into. Peers, threes, fours, and we want to pray for something. I'm like, God, no. But two people, two guys, they come and they grab me straight away. They come and they include me in family straight away. And they get me praying. And and strangely, they were just praying for Arnhem Land. I was like, wow. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm seriously, I'm thinking, I can't go on, God. I can't keep giving out of this well. It is dry. There ain't nothing left to give. Some of you are in that place this morning. That's, that, that's why God's got me just, this is for you this morning. You're in that place yet that well is so dry. And the guy at the end, he says, I, got a, I just got a word for you. I see you being ushered into a room. It's a room of decision-making. It's a room of strategy and decision-making. You know the people there, but you're wondering why you are there. 
You're there because of your history with me. You're there because of your faithfulness. The things done hidden that no one sees. Leadership, strategy, and decision-making. This guy doesn't know me from a bar of soap, but he speaks right into my strengths. He speaks right into the things that God has been calling me to stand up on. I'm holding on by my fingernails. But that word, when it came, I could stand on that word and I could run again and I could see the next phase. And we walked out of Arnhem Land just seeing incredible foundation set for an incredible couple that have come in and followed on for us. They said to us, we are going to reap in a place that we have not sown. That's teamwork. That's teamwork. That's me working in my strengths and being all that I'm called to be and then handing it over for someone who's got the strengths for the next season. I want to encourage some of you that God has got that word for you today. You are holding on by your fingernails. You may be in business. There's somebody here in business and you came here this morning you think, it's over. Come on, stand up, church. Stand up, sorry. I'm getting a bit bossy. Stand up. Can we stand up? Let's agree. Let's agree. Father, we just declare that it's not over. We just declare that it's not over. We just declare it's not over. We just declare that greater is He in us than He that is in this world. We pray for a turnaround. Father, we pray for checks in the mail. Father, we pray for favourable insights tomorrow morning when they walk into that office that they are going to see the wisdom of God and they're going to see the favour of God fall upon them, that they're going to fall on their knees and they go, thank you, Jesus. It is not over. It is not over. It is not over. Get your eyes off. Get your eyes off the stuff you don't have right now and get your eyes on the things that you do. Get your eyes on the things that God has inherently placed with you. There are people in this place that are called to business. You're called to business, so be in it. There's people in this place that are called to be teachers and you're having a tough time right now. You're looking at this class and you're going, I don't know what I'm going to do with this class. Do you know what He does? He's got it for you. And He's got His jewel right amongst the setting, ready to shine. It's a spirit of breakthrough on this place this morning. A spirit of breakthrough. Come on. Man, this, te- this testimony is going to come this week. Can you believe it? There's testimonies that have come this week. Paula Gray, just you keep standing up. There's a testimony coming this week. There's a testimony coming this week. Jesus, let it be. And I think that's about all I have to say. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media 